Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope you had a great weekend. We have got a jam-packed show. It is the Monday after the last regular season games of the NFL. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. I've been doing this podcast for about four years now. I have not had a breakthrough episode yet, but I feel like I'm going to make this podcast go into a direction where we just might break the internet. Probably not. I don't think I'm going to get the traction like Shannon Sharp's podcast got with Cat Williams. But it's a fun podcast. I love talking about sports. And even though I've been doing my podcast simultaneously, I've been also doing shows with Thrift Behringer on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. So I've been doing both. I mean, doing double duty, but... Airing some of the Georgia Alabama Sports Live shows. We did a show last night. I will air that later this week. I do have some guests coming up to including Jay Retcher from Tampa Sports Talk Radio and Joe Howard, the voice of the Flint River Wildcats. It's going to be such great shows. We do have to get to the big breaking news that happened late last night. The Atlanta Falcons fire Arthur Smith. I will get into that. I will talk about NFL Week 18, preview the upcoming wild card round this weekend, and preview the national championship that will happen tonight. Let's go ahead and get into this show, shall we? Hey, how are you doing? I hope that you are doing great, because I enjoy doing this show as much as you enjoy listening to this show. This is episode 766, just in case you're keeping score at home. We do have a big national championship game tonight. Michigan taking on Washington. You have Michael Pinnex Jr., who is climbing up the draft boards in the latest 2024 NFL mock drafts, including the Falcons picking him at number 8. Michigan is favored by 5.5. This line keeps on going up. Is Michigan the team of destiny where Jim Harbaugh finally wins a national championship? Michigan's players came back for this moment, and I kind of feel like they got over the hump when they beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Washington's just happy to be here. If you look at Washington, they've had a lot of close games this year, going undefeated. They barely beat Utah. They did beat Oregon twice. They have to rally off some wins, barely beating Arizona State, beating Arizona by seven. And you look at this Washington team, it's not just Michael Penix Jr. 
He is a very special quarterback. I love what Michael Penix Jr. has been doing. He should have won the Heisman. 35 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He passed for over 4,600 yards. But really, it's his wide receiver, Rome Undunzi. Rome Undunzi, who's going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. He has been his favorite target. He has had over 1,500 yards in receptions this year with 13 touchdowns. I think it's Washington's high-powered offense with the best offensive line in college football going up against the all-around Michigan Wolverines team led by J.J. McCarthy. He had a very good season. You have Blake Corum, who is just a senior running back who's got a high IQ. He knows when to make the cut. He knows when to find the holes in the defense. I think that Michigan's plan is to just run the football with Blake Corum. Keep Michael Penix Jr. on the sidelines. I love Roman Wilson. He had a great catch against Alabama. And I think that Michigan wins their first national championship since 1997. Now, it would not shock me if Washington won the national championship. Washington has not won a national championship since 1991. So history will be on the line tonight in Texas. I can't believe that college football is officially over. And now all the late kick shows that Josh Pate does every Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night goes into the offseason. And look, I, I love Josh Pate. One of the greatest to ever do it. When it's all said and done, he is going to get so big that he will have a spot in the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame. I'm saying that right now. Just seeing the talent, the work ethic, everything that he does for college football, and he's now a national brand. I know that that could happen. But anyway, getting back to my show, a show that I've been doing for four years, I know the comparisons between the Sports Beat and the Late Kick Podcast with Josh Pate. They're different shows. I know that imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but... I just want to say that I respect the game so much. All these broadcasting players in this industry, I love to death. I love hanging out with them. We have common interests. We love talking about sports. There's really no rivalries here. Even in 2019, when I was trying to get into the industry, I didn't really see any rivalries with Tyler Crowder or Buckets or... Josh Hawley or Noah Shelton, great broadcasters. I mean, come on. I mean, now Thrift Behringer, working with Thrift Behringer, love George Alabama Sports Live. I love what we do. We're going to have a George Alabama Sports Live show on Tuesday night. It's going to be focusing on the NFL playoffs, and we're going to talk a little bit about this Arthur Smith firing as well. I love going back to two nights a week. Uh, especially when we are not calling high school basketball games. Did call the Glenwood Stratford Academy boys and girls over the weekend. And then we're going to have some high school basketball games that we're going to tease on the show. That's going to happen later this weekend. All right, let's get into Arthur Smith. He's out. He is out as Atlanta Falcons head coach. Finally, it should have been done midseason. Arthur Smith was ready to go last year. I wasn't a believer in Arthur Smith after two back-to-back 7-10 and 10 seasons. Look, he was hired as the hot coordinator for coming over from the Tennessee Titans. He led the Titans to the AFC Championship as the offensive coordinator 
in the 2019 season. I mean, look at what he did with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. He resurrected their career. He comes to Atlanta in 2021. This was Matt Ryan's final year. And I was a little optimistic. You know, you go from a coach like Dan Quinn that led the Falcons to the Super Bowl, but they regressed every single year after the second season because I thought that the Falcons had a good season after their Super Bowl collapse. And he just couldn't get out of his own way. And so Arthur Blank hires Arthur Smith, the hot coordinator. He's young. He can maybe improve the offense. And I thought with Matt Ryan coming in, getting a little bit older in age, and that Arthur Smith can build up this offense and get an identity. Now, I'll give you that. They went from 4-12 and 12 to 7-10. and 10. So he did improve that record. And the Falcons really gutted that roster. It was the first year without Julio Jones. And I really didn't know what to expect. Their wide receiving core was absolutely atrocious. I mean, Russell Gage, Amadeus, Zacchaeus. They did draft Kyle Pitts. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. 7-10, and 10, not going to get it done in Arthur Smith's first year. All right, year two. Man, I don't know what the Falcons were thinking. They get rid of Matt Ryan. I did not agree with trading Matt Ryan to the Colts. You go with a Marcus Mariota, who's not a good quarterback. He's a backup quarterback at best. And then you draft Desmond Ritter. And there was a little bit of promise toward the end of the season. The Falcons did win their last two games of the season to finish 7-10. and 10. And it seemed like the players were turning the corner. Okay, let's go all the way to the 2023 season. This is a make-or-break year for Arthur Smith. They get all these free agents on defense, Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, and then you draft Bajon Robinson when there clearly was needs other than running back. You already have Tyler Algier who rushed for 1,000 yards. You draft Bajon Robinson. You're playing a fourth-place schedule. You have an easy schedule gift-wrapped to you, and you finish 7-10 and 10 once again and I'm going to look back at the 2023 season, and I'm going to think about all the games that Desmond Ritter lost for Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is fired because of Desmond Ritter. Now let's talk about that Week 18 game against the New Orleans Saints. They lose 48-17. to I mean, the Saints running up the score at the end. That was Jameis Winston saying, hey, we're going to run up the score. You do that against a hated rival. It did not sit well with Arthur Smith. There were times where panning on the sidelines, he's shaking his head. He's got his hand over his head. That is not the look of a coach that is going to keep his job for a fourth season. And the team quit on Arthur Smith. The last two games, getting blown out, both on the road. It was just a disastrous season. And where do the Atlanta Falcons go from here? Well, we have a wish list. Obviously, the number one choice is Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to come. I think that you've got to get the quarterback right before you get the coach right. Ben Johnson, the OC at the Detroit Lions. Look, we've been through this road trying to get the hot coordinator. Dan Quinn led the Seahawks to two Super Bowl appearances as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, the hot coordinator, Mike Smith, the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive coordinator. But here's a coach that I think the Falcons should consider because I know the team would play hard for him and he was deserving of an NFL head coaching job years ago. 
and that is Washington Commanders Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy. When he was the hot coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs, he wasn't getting any coaching job offers, and he should have. And I know that he is a good coach, and the team would play hard for him. And now you got to go get the quarterback right. Here's the two moves you got to make. You got to trade for Justin Fields. You don't have to trade a first round pick. You could trade a second round pick or a third round pick. Go get Justin Fields. And then in the 2024 draft, draft a quarterback. Now you have Justin Fields who is going to be the starter and you got the quarterback of the future that is backing him up. And it could be a Brock Purdy, Trey Lance situation. If Justin Fields is great, you can trade away that quarterback or you can get the quarterback in there if Justin Fields does not work out. You have got to get the quarterback right. There are a lot of teams out there that have two great quarterbacks. I think the 49ers have Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, pretty good quarterbacks. Jake Browning with the Cincinnati Bengals, a lot of backup quarterbacks in this league, Garner Minshew. Why can't the Atlanta Falcons get the quarterback right? They didn't work with Marcus Mariota, didn't work with Desmond Ritter, and it didn't work with Taylor Heineke. Look, I watched that game. When it was 14-7 to and Arthur Smith was high-fiving his assistants on the sideline, I thought that was a pretty good look. And I thought, just for a little bit, even though I was scoreboard watching and Carolina just couldn't get out of their own way and Tampa Bay ended up winning that game 9 to nothing, I thought that there might have been an outside shot that the Falcons make the playoffs. If they did, does Arthur Smith keep his job? Probably because Arthur Blank liked Arthur Smith. Anyway, NFL Week 18... Like we always do, we have meaningless games, but we also had games that were fun that went down to the wire that determined seedings and the playoff matchups, including the final regular season game between the Bills and the Dolphins. That was a fun game. It started Saturday, the Steelers keeping their playoff hopes alive by beating a Baltimore Ravens team that were not playing with anybody. And so the Steelers were gift-wrapped a win against one of their longtime rivals, the Houston Texans, wow, what a job that D'Amico Ryans has done. And remember, C.J. Stroud missed two games. And C.J. Stroud passed for over 4,000 yards. The Houston Texans, they beat Indianapolis to make the playoffs, 10-7. and They had to sit back and wait on Sunday to see the Jaguars collapse to find out that they win the division. And so the Houston Texans are in the playoffs. I'll talk about their playoff matchup later in the show. I think that D'Amico Ryan should be NFL Coach of the Year. C.J. Stroud, yeah, Devin Singletary, Nico Collins, great wide receiver from Michigan. The Houston Texans have had an incredible season. After two misfires at head coach with Lovey Smith and David Culley, one thing that Lovey Smith actually got right was winning that final game of the regular season to have the Houston Texans pick two in the draft. Because the Carolina Panthers botched the number one overall pick. And I'll get into Dave Tepper and probably one of the worst owners in sports. Yeah, I know it's early, but he is. Had a chance to draft C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud goes to an organization with a coach I believe in. The former defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, who I loved as the D.C. with the 49ers. It was sad to see him go. Great guy. A man of faith. A great motivator of men, a leader of men, D'Amico Ryans. Love the guy. Great coach. I'm pulling for the Houston Texans in the playoffs. And a big shout-out to WRBL's Rex Castillo. He's a big Texans fan. I know that he's excited. 
And I just want to say I'm pulling for the Texans. All right, some of the other scores in the NFL. The Bengals beating the Browns 31-14. to The Browns already locked up the number five seed. The Bengals, a winning record. So every team in the NFC North had a winning record. And the Bengals finished strong with Jake Browning. They did have an outside shot to make the playoffs if they would have beat the Chiefs last week. You had the Lions, one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs, beating the Vikings 30-20. to But Sam Laporta, their talented rookie tight end, injured in the game. We don't know his status next week when the Lions get ready to play the Rams. The Lions, 12-5, should have been 13-4. and If they do match up against the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional round, that would be high drama because... Really, what the Lions did this year, winning the division, they're hosting a home playoff game. Absolutely incredible story. And I think Dan Campbell is going to be a candidate for Coach of the Year. The Jets and Patriots. This game was hard to watch. But the Jets did snap a 15-game losing streak against the Patriots in Foxborough. Bad weather. Look, the Jets, if they do get Aaron Rodgers back next year... They do have a very special running back, Brees Hall. I like Garrett Wilson. They got some good pieces. I think that Robert Sala is going to stay the Jets head coach. I thought that they played hard for him. This might have been Bill Belichick's last game with the New England Patriots. I know that he has one year left on his contract, and during the press conference, it was Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. Look, you can't be rigid and have no personality, and I don't know if this is an act, that Bill Belichick does, but it wears thin on today's generation of NFL players. The whole no days off in the Patriot way, it doesn't work anymore. It worked for 20 years because you had the greatest football player of all time that proved that he can win even without Bill Belichick in Tampa. So the Patriots, they're going to get the number three overall pick Probably going to get a quarterback, maybe Bailey Zappi, maybe Jalen Daniels. We'll see. The Jaguars, a big meltdown. They completely fell off a cliff, losing to the Tennessee Titans to end the regular season and play themselves out of a playoff berth. You know, this team was 8-3. They were one of the top teams in the AFC. And the Jaguars... Only win during that time was a win last week to the Carolina Panthers. But they just played awful down the stretch. And I know that Trevor Lawrence was hurt, but this was a complete meltdown by a Jaguars team that should have been one of the top teams in the AFC. Seahawks beating the Cardinals. I know they were scoreboard watching because if Green Bay would have lost to Chicago, the Seahawks would have been in the playoffs. I'm not surprised the Seahawks miss out on the playoffs. I am surprised that the Green Bay Packers, in Jordan Love's first year starting, ends up making the playoffs by beating the Chicago Bears 17-9. And I really don't give the Packers a chance in the playoffs. A lot of these 2-7 matchups are a mismatch. I mean, I'm going to preview the wild card games in the lines, and, and you tell me who has a shot to win these games. But it's nice to see Green Bay... who who's got young receivers, they've got a young defense, and the Green Bay Packers are proven, even without Aaron Rodgers, that they can win. 
And Jordan Love did good down the stretch. All right, the Chiefs, they beat the Chargers 13-12 without Mahomes and Kelsey, but they're already locked into the number three seed. The Raiders finishing strong, 8-9. and nine. And they beat the Broncos 27-14. And I believe Antonio Pierce should get the full-time gig. What happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? They started 10-1. If there was a team that free-falled, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants beat them 27-10. 11-6. They get the five seed. And they play the Buccaneers in the wild-card round. And I think the Buccaneers could win that. You know, I'm going to have Jay Resher on later today on my live show. We'll air that show later in future shows. We'll preview that Buccaneers-Eagles game. And I can't wait. I think the Buccaneers win. All right, the Rams finally beat the 49ers in the regular season, even though the 49ers were playing without most of their starters. Carson Wentz is just a 49ers killer. Niners were up 20-7 to when they had most of their second string in there and some of their starters. And the Rams come back and they beat the 49ers with the 49ers third and fourth streams. But so I'm not shocked with this win and you know Carson Wentz going for two. I mean, it locks the Rams into the number six seed. They had something to play for. If the 49ers would have won, the Rams would have got the number seven seed and they'd be playing the Cowboys in the wild card round. Cowboys win the division. They are the number two seed. They beat the Washington Commanders 38 to 10. And finally, that Sunday night football game, it wasn't a win and end situation for Buffalo. It was a win and get the number two seed. Number two seed was on the line. If the Bills would have lost, they would have got the number seven seed. The Bills win 21 to 14. And now let's look at the wild card round starting with Saturday. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? 4.30 on NBC. It's the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco resurrecting his career, leading them into Houston, taking on the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback. I got to go back in the record books. I know Tom Brady has faced some quarterbacks in the playoffs where the age discrepancy was absolutely astonishing. You got Joe Flacco, who's about to turn 39 on January the 16th. Think about that. I know that we were so used to Tom Brady playing. Joe Flacco, 39 years old, taking on C.J. Stroud, who's 22. So that age discrepancy, yeah, it's noticeable. But it's great for both franchises. The Browns have one of the best defenses in football, and I love the story of Joe Flacco. I thought that the Browns... We're not going to make the playoffs after Nick Chubb got hurt and Deshaun Watson got hurt. But Joe Flacco resurrected his career and brought the Browns back to the playoffs. Then you have the Saturday night game. And it's on Peacock. Yes, it's only on Peacock. It's the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think that the NFL is trying to try something to see how many subscribers Peacock can get. I mean, come on, it's only $4.99 a month. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people using their free trial to watch this game. I'm not a fan of playoff games being on a streaming service only. I mean, just not. Anyway, that's Saturday's lineup. Sunday, we have a triple header starting at 1. The Steelers and the Bills. 
The Bills are the number two seed, the Steelers, making it into the playoffs once again. And it's going to be Mason Rudolph going up against Josh Allen. There's a reason why the Bills are favored by nine and a half. That is a quarterback mismatch. With everything that's been going on with the Steelers, the Steelers are just lucky to get into the playoffs. They got some good pieces, but TJ Watt is hurt. I think the Bills coast in this victory over the Steelers. Then at 4.30, you got the primetime game, the Packers and the Cowboys. This is what everybody wants to see. Mike McCarthy going up against his former team. It loses a little bit of lackluster that Aaron Rodgers is not in it. But now Jordan Love can prove if he can beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by 7.5. Cowboys were undefeated at home. I think the Cowboys should have no problem winning this game. And I mean, I kind of hope they do. If the Packers do win this game, they're playing the 49ers next week. So this is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Dak Prescott has had an MVP season. You have Micah Parsons and that defense. And this is going to be a very good game. And I'll watch it. I mean, you got two passionate fan bases going at it once again in the playoffs. And then the game that everybody wants to see, the Sunday night game on NBC, the Rams and the Lions. First of all, the storyline, Detroit Lions playing their first home playoff game since 1993. They haven't won a playoff game since they won a playoff game back in 1991. Taking on the Los Angeles Rams team that really had an incredible season with a rookie wide receiver, Puka Nakua, who broke the receiving yards records for rookies and receptions. And Matthew Stafford resurrected his career, having a healthy season. He goes back to Detroit, the team that traded him away for Jared Goff. So Jared Goff, who led the Rams to the Super Bowl, is going to face his former team as well. The Lions are only favored by three. I give the Rams a shot in this game because the Rams have been the hottest team going into the playoffs. And, you know, they almost beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. You look at some of these wins. I know they've had some close wins. I mean, they beat the Browns 36 to 19. You know, they dominated the Cardinals. The Rams have been a very talented team that is a young team. But Sean McVay should be getting some considerations for Coach of the Year. Boy, that's going to be a fun triple header. And then I love the playoff format extending to add two extra teams because we get two extra games with only the number one seed getting the first round by. You got the 49ers and the Ravens both with the first round by. Monday night, January the 15th. We get ready for one final Monday night football game, and it's a playoff game. It's the Philadelphia Eagles who are limping into this game because we don't know the status of A.J. Brown or Jalen Hurts. Taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who once again, you know, they went 8-9 last year and won the division. They win the division this year with a 9-8 and record. A lot of people who thought that they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, including myself, I predicted the Buccaneers we're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL because of the drop-off at quarterback going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield has surprised everybody. He has had an incredible season, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He passed for over 4,000 yards. He completely resurrected his career. The Cleveland Browns didn't believe he was a franchise quarterback. 
You saw what he did in one game with Sean McVay last year. Baker Mayfield has consideration for winning comeback player of the year. All right, it's going to be fun. The NFL wildcard round, always fun trying to see who's going to be in those divisional rounds. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and make my predictions here. So I think the Browns beat the Texans. I think the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. The Steelers and the Bills, I'm going to say the Bills win that game. The Cowboys beat the Packers. And the Lions beat the Rams. I'm picking the Buccaneers to beat the Eagles. So that means the divisional round would be the Buccaneers taking on the 49ers and then the Lions taking on the Cowboys. And then it's the Browns and the Ravens and then the Chiefs at the Bills. How fun would those matchups be? And of course, let's say the Rams beat the Lions and the Rams are going to be going to San Francisco. As a 49ers fan, I don't want to see the Rams. I would rather see the Eagles, a team that is limping. Let's say they happen to beat the Buccaneers because they are a slight favorite. And this is a team that went to the Super Bowl. They have just about the same amount of players. I'm going to say this. If the Eagles lose to the Buccaneers, I think that Nick Sirianni might be on the hot seat. I think the Eagles might go after Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh and let Nick Sirianni go. Because I actually don't think Nick Sirianni is an elite coach. He caught lightning in a bottle last year. He had two hot coordinators, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. This is not the same team as last year. They lost players like TJ Edwards, Javon Hargrave. They're getting older. Fletcher Cox has got to be in his upper 30s. You got Brandon Graham. You, you do have some good pieces that went to the Super Bowl. But when you lose two hot coordinators, you lose a little bit of that lackluster. Teams have film on Jalen Hurts. Still a good quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback like we all thought he was. And the health of A.J. Brown is going to be absolutely tremendous down the stretch. I mean, even when they were 10-1, and they were winning a lot of close games. Situationally, the Eagles are the best to do it when it comes to third and short or fourth and short. But I think they're going to lose to the Buccaneers. I honestly do. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to go pay some bills here on the show. When we come back, I'm going to talk about high school basketball, college basketball, the NBA, everything else in the world of sports. And locally here in Columbus, the Columbus River Dragons get two big victories over the Blue Ridge Bobcats. Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars taking on Augusta University. And we also had some high school basketball to talk about as well. And what is going on with Georgia Tech? All right, we'll be right back. Yeah! Stick around. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941.
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope that you are enjoying your Monday national championship tonight. Houston, Michigan, Washington, these two future Big Ten teams. One of these teams is going to win a national championship for the first time in this century, and I'm looking forward to watching the national championship. I will go on Facebook Live. I'll have two guests later tonight on the Sports Beat's live show. I'm going to have public address announcer from Flint River Academy, Joe Howard, and Tampa sports talk show host from ESPN, Jay Retcher. I know he's excited that the Buccaneers are in the playoffs. Can they win a playoff game? Can they beat a Philadelphia Eagles team that has free fell ever since they started 10-1? and It is Black Monday today, And we did have some coaching changes that took place this morning. While I'm broadcasting this, this is going to be aired on WQEE later in the afternoon. We might have more coaching changes. So far, the Atlanta Falcons fire Arthur Smith after a 21-30 record. Three straight 7-10 seasons by Arthur Smith is not going to get it done. The Falcons have a great roster. They're going to need a big-time head coach and a quarterback, possibly in the draft. They possibly might get Justin Fields, maybe even Russell Wilson. I think that it's time for a change in Atlanta. And the Washington Commanders fire Ron Rivera after four seasons as the head coach. Remember, he took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera is a good coach. He'll land somewhere. I think that he might have to be a defensive coordinator. What's going to happen to his staff? Because he's got a good offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, and Jack Del Rio is a good defensive coordinator. Do the commanders go within house and they promote one of the coordinators, or do they try to go after Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? They're going to take a quarterback, whether it's Drake May or Jalen Daniels or Michael Penix Jr. The Washington commanders are going to take a quarterback. 
There's no doubt that the Chicago Bears are going to take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick, and they will more than likely move on from Justin Fields. I do believe that Matt Eberflus is going to be safe in Chicago. There might be more firings later today. The firing that we are anticipating or the mutually parting ways is Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots. It seems like he is not going to coach the Patriots next year. Remember, the New England Patriots have the number three overall pick. The Washington Commanders have the number two overall pick. So more likely, we're going to see three quarterbacks go in the 2024 NFL draft. I believe that Bill Belichick is going to part ways. There's talks. I was listening to Sports Talk Radio this morning. There's talks that Pete Carroll might retire. He might be just tired of coaching at Seattle, even though he's still got a lot of energy. He is the oldest coach in the NFL. There's also talks that the Las Vegas Raiders might let interim coach Antonio Pierce go because they might want to go after Jim Harbaugh. I think that's a bad idea. I think you give the full-time gig to Antonio Pierce. The team played so hard for him toward the end of the regular season. There's talks that Dennis Allen might be out as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. They got a much older roster. I did like what Derek Carr did in the Falcons game. I wasn't a big fan of them running up the score, but maybe the team is going to play hard for Dennis Allen. I just think that the Saints need an overhaul. And then I'm just looking at some of the other teams that could fire their head coaches. Let's start with the Jets. Robert Sala, they could mutually part ways with Robert Sala and the general manager, Joe Douglas, but they put all their chips in the table for Aaron Rodgers, and it was unfortunate that he tore his Achilles week one against Buffalo. But the Jets have a good roster. If they run it back in 2024 with Aaron Rodgers, they might keep this staff because they do have a good defense, and they got some pieces that Aaron Rodgers can work with. And then... There is Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Not sure if he wants to stick around in Pittsburgh, especially with that quarterback situation. I mean, you're going into the playoffs. you got a good roster, but Mason Rudolph is your quarterback. I don't know about that one. Two more coaches that I think will be out of a job if they don't get it done in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Let's say they lose to Green Bay in the Super Wild Card Weekend. Mike McCarthy will be out of a job. I honestly think if the Cowboys don't make it to the NFC Championship, that Mike McCarthy is going to be out of a job. And then Nick Sirianni. Yes, I know he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl last year, but the way they ended the season, they started 10-1. and They finished limping into the playoffs at 11-6. and I believe they're going to lose to Tampa Bay on Monday, and Nick Sirianni might be fired from the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, the Eagles are known for running coaches out of town, like Andy Reid and Doug Peterson. I would not be shocked if they did the same thing to Nick Sirianni, which doesn't give you the vibes of he's an elite coach. His press conferences just have me scratching my head. All right, let's go ahead and switch gears and let's talk about basketball. I'm going to start with high school basketball. I had the privilege to call the two games at the pit uh, at Glenwood. That was the first time I was back there since the border wars. They were taking on 
the defending champions in the GIAA Stratford Academy. The girls' team took on the team that went to the Final Four and lost to George Walton Academy, who eventually won the championship. Good bounce-back wins as they were avenging their losses from December the 2nd when they lost to Stratford Academy in Macon. And it was great wins. You caught that game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Thrip Berenger was on the campus of Pacelli as they were taking on one of the top teams in the GIAA, Loganville Christian Academy. The Pacelli girls and the Pacelli boys do pick up the wins. Congratulations to the Hardaway Lady Hawks. They get their first region win as they defeated the Syrup Makers of Cairo. They turned around on Saturday and defeated Northside. The Hardaway Boys defeated Northside on Saturday, but they did lose to Cairo by one in region play. The Carver Tigers are still undefeated. They are 14-0. They get the win over Southwest Christian. And Spencer gets the clean sweep as the Spencer girls and Spencer boys defeated Harris County over the weekend we had a lot of action you know auburn boys defeated the central boys the central girls defeated the auburn girls you had smith station defeating opelika so on tuesday's show we are going to have a georgia alabama sports live show it's going to be me and thrip Barringer. we're going to have a couple of coaches in the high school basketball realm and we are going to reveal our rankings i did my rankings Last week on the Sports Beat show, it was the most watched Sports Beat ever on Facebook Live and on YouTube, and it caused a lot of controversy. The rankings that I did, Thrift has his rankings. We're going to combine them, and it's going to be a great show. We will talk about the upcoming matchups and where we will be next for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Let's get into the realm of college basketball because the Georgia Bulldogs, they pick up their first SEC win of the season as they defeated the Missouri Tigers 75-68 to on the road. Georgia's 11-3 overall. I've been impressed with second-year head coach Mike White. And Georgia, looking at the schedule, they are hosting the Arkansas Razorbacks on Wednesday at Stegman Coliseum. Arkansas suffered their worst home loss in school history as the Auburn Tigers, which I expect them to be ranked higher when the new AP poll comes out. Auburn defeats Arkansas on the road 83-51. to What Bruce Pearl is doing at Auburn is incredible. Making it to the NCAA tournament just about every year. Reached the Final Four in 2019. Auburn has put great players in the NBA like Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith Jr. And they've got a lot more players that's going to be playing in the NBA. Bruce Pearl has built a juggernaut. The two top teams in the SEC, in my opinion, that played, they played up in Knoxville. Ole Miss, they actually suffered their first regular season loss. They lost to Tennessee 90-64. to You had Kentucky in a nail-biter, go down to the Swamp and defeat the Florida Gators 87-85. to South Carolina defeated Mississippi State 68-62. to You had the Alabama Crimson Tide, a very close three-point win over Vanderbilt on the road. Now let's go over to ACC basketball. With Georgia Tech hosting Boston College at McCamish Pavilion. In fact, had a 51-38 lead in the first quarter, and they could not 
get it done. They lose to Boston College 95-87 to as Devin McLaughlin had 30 points for the Eagles. And this is the same old Georgia Tech team. You have a pretty good non-conference season, and then you get into ACC play, and you can't beat mediocre ACC teams. Look, Tuesday, back at McCamish Pavilion, they're playing one of the worst teams in the ACC. They're playing Notre Dame. This is a conference game that you have got to win if you are Georgia Tech because the schedule gets tougher when they got to face Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium this weekend, and then they go play Clemson who is a ranked team as well. Hey, the Kennesaw State Owls, they get their first Atlantic Sun victory over Queens. That was a good game. I saw that game on ESPN+. Plus. I was trying to see if uh, Columbus's own Charles Stone would get in the game. A big shout-out to KSU's Charles Stone. Kennesaw State gets the 80-77 victory, and they are 10-5 on the season. They will host Stetson at the Convocation Center this Wednesday, and that game is on ESPN+. Speaking of which, the Mercer Bears, they get the big victory in their first region game on the road against VMI 86-64, and they are 8-7 overall. They're taking on Wofford on the road this Wednesday. And you can catch that game on ESPN+. Plus. Over in the Sun Belt, Georgia State and Georgia Southern both get big victories as Georgia Southern gets a big victory on the road, 76-68 over Louisiana Monroe. And Georgia State on the road, 90-76 over South Alabama. Georgia State is 7-7 on the season. And Georgia Southern picks up their second victory of the season the columbus state cougars and lady cougars were in action over the weekend against augusta university the lady cougars fell 67 to 57 they are five and five overall on the season the augusta jaguars improved to eight and four overall they are two and oh in the peach belt the cougars had a 33 to 28 lead at halftime as Amber Abuzbe and Alana Rawls led the team in scoring. Abuzbe had 14 points, and Alana Rawls had 11 points and 9 rebounds. The Columbus State Lady Cougars will travel to America's Georgia this Wednesday, where they will take on Peach Belt Conference rival Georgia Southwestern down in America's Georgia. Meanwhile, the Columbus State Cougars get the 91-87 overtime victory over Augusta University as Wisdom Ubo led the Cougars with 25 points. He had an incredible 47% from three-point range. And also Jarrett Adderton scored 16 points along with Marquise Davidson with 14 points. The Columbus State Cougars are 8-3 overall, 2-0 in the Peach Belt. And they will travel to America's Georgia on Wednesday to take on Georgia Southwestern University and you can catch those games on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Hey, congratulations to the Columbus River Dragons. Over the weekend, they swept the Blue Ridge Bobcats 4-2 on Friday, 7-0 on Saturday, and they have taken over first place in the Continental Division with 53 points, one point, 
ahead of the Carolina Thunderbirds. They're back in action at the Columbus Civic Center this Friday and Saturday. Puck drop 735 on Friday as they will take on the Elmira River Sharks back on Saturday, taking on the River Sharks once again as the Columbus River Dragons trying to get that number one seed in the Continental Division to get home ice. Congratulations to Justin McDonald. He gets his 300th Federal Prospects Hockey League point in the win on Friday as he was able to get the assist on Austin Doe's goal. And the Columbus River Dragons are looking hot. Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard is doing a great job as the head coach, and we want to see the River Dragons do well this season. Over in the NBA last night, the Atlanta Hawks, they lose to the Orlando Magic 117-110 to in overtime. This is not a playoff team. They're looking to ship DeJounte Murray. It's not working out. This chemistry, the coach, Quinn Snyder, I'm not a believer in anything the Hawks that are doing. When you ship off a player like John Collins, who's a 20-10 and 10 guy, you expect to get an investment in return. Get some cap space, get some help, build that depth, or get another superstar in there. When they got DeJounte Murray in that trade, they thought that they were going to have another superstar to work alongside Trey Young in that backcourt. It is not working out. Even though I like what Jalen Johnson is doing, they are hurting with DeAndre Hunter out with that injury. He was your third option and also can play a little defense to stop the scores. And they can't stop a Magic team that looks like the surprise in the Eastern Conference. Paolo Boncaro, second-year player who won Rookie of the Year last year. He scored 35 points, and Orlando was able to get the seven-point win in overtime. Looking at the other scores in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies, they beat the Suns 121-115, to starting to feel their momentum, especially with John Morant back in the lineup. Phoenix is still 19-17. They're going to be a playoff team. You also have the Los Angeles Lakers defeating the Clippers 106-103. to LeBron James scores 25 points, snaps a four-game losing streak. Maybe there's hope for the Lakers after all. Although, I don't like the pieces that the Lakers have around AD and LeBron. They're not utilizing them as much. Remember at the trade deadline last year, when they shipped off Russell Westbrook, when Lonnie Walker IV didn't get a whole lot of playing time, when they brought in Rui Hachimura, you bring in D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves starts becoming a rising star. It looked like the Lakers turned a corner. They went to the Western Conference Finals and then got boat raced by the eventual champion Denver Nuggets. Well, the pieces this year, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, former Hawks, Christian Wood came over from the Houston Rockets, Max Christie. I just don't think that the pieces that the Lakers have are championship pieces. They need a third superstar. Is Austin Reeves that superstar? Well, remember, he's an undrafted free agent. They've got to pay him superstar money, and he is not one of those players that can just come out night in and night out if AD and LeBron are having a bad game. LeBron's not going to have a bad game at 39. He is playing on another level. But are the Lakers going to be a play-in team, and are they going to have to play a team like Denver, or what if they have to play the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round? It's not a guarantee that they could beat the Timberwolves in seven games, even though I think the Timberwolves having a good season, 
but they are a regular season team. And that's what happens when you have these young teams that they get a lot of regular season wins. And uh, we'll just have to see. The Pelicans beat the Kings 133-100. to Here's what the playoffs look like right now. Over in the West, the Timberwolves are in first place, followed by the Denver Nuggets, the OKC Thunder, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Mavericks. Those are your top six teams in the West. The play-in teams are the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Suns, and the Lakers. A half game out of the play-in game is the Golden State Warriors at 17-19. Draymond Green comes back from suspension, but Chris Paul is going to be out six weeks. Do the Warriors have enough juice to sneak into the play-in game? How fun would a 9-10 matchup between the Warriors and Lakers be? I know the NBA fans would love to see that. Over in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics are starting to pull away. The Bucs are right behind them. You have MVP caliber players, and this is why they are good regular season teams. Jason Tatum for Boston, Giannis for Milwaukee, the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid, MVP caliber player. And then you have four, five, and six teams. Orlando, Cleveland, and New York. All these teams, good regular season teams. Let's see what they do in the playoffs. The playing games are just going to be incredible. You got the Pacers, Heat, Brooklyn Nets, and the Chicago Bulls. I'm a little surprised that the Chicago Bulls are right there in the playing game. Billy Donovan is a good coach. Remember the Bulls were that team that beat the Raptors in the play-in tournament last year. DeMar DeRozan, he is a superstar for the Bulls, but the Bulls just haven't quite had their chemistry since players like Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah. That group of players were really a solid foundation for the Bulls, and I don't know. DeMar DeRozan seems like a good player, but on the outside... Are the Toronto Raptors going to ship off Pascal Siakam? Where's the superstar for the Toronto Raptors? They never should have fired Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was a good coach that led him to a championship in 2019. And then the Hawks are a game out of the playing game. Can the Hawks figure it out? Can they start rallying off some wins? And can they get into this play-in tournament? They play the 76ers on Wednesday at State Farm Arena. Then they take on the Pacers. They do play the Spurs on MLK Day. But I'm looking at the schedule. There are some wins on the schedule, but they've got to figure it out. All right, that is all the time I have here on the show. I can't believe we went the full hour. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded the podcast, liked and subscribed to the Facebook and YouTube channel. Don't forget, I'm going to have my live show later tonight. Joe Howard, Jay Rusher, they are coming on the show. On Tuesday, Thrip Erringer and I will have our Georgia-Alabama Sports live show and then I'll try to get some more shows leading up to Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. That is all the time I have. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's coming up next here on WQEE. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of your Monday, and I am out of here. Bye. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan.
Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.